everybody, and welcome to your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. Hope you have had a great week, couple of weeks, I should say, because we had the fourth. And um, anyway, so um, Stephanie, hi, how are you this evening? Hi, Rebecca. Well, you know, that is just a timeless question. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's some days it's like, I'm doing great. And then other days it's like, I'm not sure where I started or if I'm finished, but I'm here. And so it's kind of like that today. But um, yeah. but in a good way, in a good way. It's been a nice day. Um, it's been really kind of cool because Several, well, yeah, several individuals reached out today asking for various types of help. And, of course, that's what we do, and we love to do what we do. So then it was a lot of little mini things, and I love that. You know, one one call in, entailed connecting with a couple of loved ones who have passed away not that long ago, and that's always exciting. I think, think it's more exciting for us because we are the ones here. And the soul of their loved ones has moved on. And um, it's always nice to bring that kind of peace and comfort to people. And it's exciting. And it's, I love when the personalities of those who have crossed over, I love when their personalities come through. So we got to enjoy a little bit of that today. And it was neat because it brought so much healing to one of the two family members, which is exciting. That's exciting, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's so, um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and then um, another gentleman. He's from way deep south in Alaska, way way down, um, deep in the forest, probably before Canada. Um, lovely man. He is also Native American, and he's a medicine man. And bless his heart, he reached out. Um, sent me a message earlier today asking for some healing for some family members. And that was done, and I was relaying information. Um, I just sent him one update, and that was it. After spending, you know, a nice amount of time just looking at things and sharing what I saw. And he came back a couple of hours later and validated the information and said that everyone was feeling better except for one family member who was also the point of concern. So anyway, um, yeah. So it was cool to be a facilitator for that type of healing and at that level. There's a great amount of respect there. You know, here in Alaska, our Native people are, not that they're not anywhere else, but they're really treasured and special here. And so it was a real blessing. It was a privileged opportunity for me to receive this request from him. Really sweet man. His first name is Junie. He and his wife have been married forever and ever. Sweet, sweet couple. Very sweet. But... That was really special to me. It was really, really special. I love those kind of calls, you know, and today was very impromptu. Things were just, it was finger snapping all day long, um, but not in a bad way, just, you know, in a balanced way. You know how our days go. So it's, yeah. it was interesting, and that, that's kind of been the pulse, the heartbeat. You know, we were here, what, two weeks ago, and from then till now, I mean, Rebecca, it's like so much has been going on. You know, oh, yeah. and, and it's hard to say, well, what was it? Well, heck, I don't know. This is a new moment. It's a new day. I'm a Gemini. I don't remember those things because I left them behind <laughs> already, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. 
Yes, um, also preparing for the Whole Life Festival. That's coming up the first full weekend in August here in Palmer, Alaska. And <laughs> the lady who runs the fair, she her first name is Cindy, she called me this past week and she's like, hi, still doing the fair? I'm like, yeah. And she says, I need your registration form. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, where have I? There was something about that phone call, which was good because it was, and you know how this goes to, we go in cycles where we're here, but we're kind of not here. And on that day, it's like, well, have I dropped the ball at other places? What else do I need to do? Oh, well, I need to apply for the special events license that's needed for that particular city or that little town, I should say. So finally got all of that resolved and worked out and everything sent off in the mail and everything's good now. So, yeah, but it, it was a, this past week was like this awakening, like a switch got flipped and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm here. And now I'm in a little bit of overwhelm because there's these little tasks, these little loose ends, these duties, but it's all working out fine. Everything's working out fine. I just, I don't know about you, but it was like this past week. And, you know, usually I'm like, oh, this is going on in astrology. And tonight it's like, I don't have any words for that other than come Monday, I felt like I had to wake up. You see, mm-hmm. yeah, Tuesday was a visit to the eye doctor, and that was certainly a wake up. So I feel like I, quote unquote, woke up again, like on my timeline back here on planet Earth. And it's like, oh, yes, I do live in this physical world. I need to catch up with myself. So it's yeah. it's been fun. It's been interesting, entertaining, entertaining to say the least. How was your week? <laughs> My my week was good. Be, before I get into that too much, I just want to say hey to Garrett and uh, say thank you for, uh, you know, handling everything behind the scenes for us and for screening the calls and, and taking such great care of us. So thank you, Garrett. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So how, my week was good. I actually took a vacation. And um, so my ex took our kiddo on a, on a vacation. And so that meant that I also got a vacation and didn't expect that. So uh, it was like, oh, I'm going to take our kiddo and we're going to be gone for almost a week. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm going to go. We're leaving in a couple <laughs> days and we're going to. And I was like, oh, well, well Okay. <laughs> So the reality of it is uh, is that I haven't had more than about three days off in two years. <laughs> and wow. um, so, and, and one of the things too, and I know Stephanie, I was sharing this with you earlier. Um, even when I'm on vacation, I typically still accept client requests for appointments because, mm-hmm. you know, I've always kind of treated you know, circumstances where somebody's reaching out maybe more urgently than what they were necessarily feeling, but I've always kind of treated that as the priority. And I realized I have been working on self-love and I've been teaching about self-love. And that also means that um, I can feel the, the requests and say, is this an urgent matter or can it wait until I'm back from vacation? And I love my clients 
and I know Stephanie will agree with me that we have the best clients on the planet, but every one of them said, it can wait till next week. It is not urgent. So I gave myself the boundary of staying on vacation. I mean, this is, this is this this show is kind of my official welcome back into the work mode and and being off vacation um so it, it was it's been it's felt really good to have that boundary to say i'm going to i'm going to actually be on vacation where i'm not working and i'm disconnected from anything in work mode and i'm not taking on any responsibilities and i really needed it so um, I got to, to go away for a few days. I told uh, my wonderful friend, Betsy, I just adore her, um, that I was going to get some days off. And she said, well, come visit. She lives up in uh, Bellingham, Washington. And she said, just get here, and we'll take care of everything else. And they did. And it was lovely. And they live right on a lake, and it's beautiful views from their home. And um, so we drove the ferries and went to San Juan Island and, and hiked, and, and it was just really nice to just be away from home uh, because even though I know there are people that like staycations, if I am on vacation but in my home, I am looking at everything that I need to do, and it's, it's hard to disassociate from, you know, the, the paperwork that wants me to go through it. <laughs> And the closet that wants me to sort through the clothes and let go of the things that I no longer need. It's very hard to disconnect from that. And and frankly, I didn't want this to be a quote unquote working vacation. So uh, it was really great. And um, it was a nice treat to get to, to a new place that I had never been. I've only been to Washington one other time, and that was actually to visit Stephanie when she still lives <laughs> yeah. in Puyallup. So so this is yeah. only my second time to Washington State, and I love it. And it's beautiful, and, and uh, it's just fun. It's a different way of living than where I live in Southern California. And um, it was really enjoyable, and I just really got to relax, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Good. So, That's um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, uh, I'm back. And, but, you know, I also wanted to, to comment about, Stephanie, what you said about, oh, that's right, I'm back, I'm back in my physical body. One of the things that you and I don't spend a lot of time explaining to clients is, you know, mm-hmm. the work that we do, it's kind of like we live in two worlds because we are living physically on this physical plane. But when we are allowing ourselves to be used as the channel for the information to come through, it's almost as if we're in a different dimension, if you will, for lack of a better way. It's kind of like we check in with the conscious field and then we check back in with our body so we can deliver the information. We check in with the conscious field, we come back to the body. And, um, and, And so it is like we live in two worlds. So... Um, you know, some people have asked me, because when I do a reading and they're sitting in my presence, a lot of times they'll see me either look away, like look up into the corner of the room, or I'll close my eyes. And, and I've had them say, where do you go when you do that? Because you're not here. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm, it's almost like I am, uh, I, I, I liken it to watching a movie or something. It's like I'm being given an opportunity to see pictures that convey information to me. And sometimes mm-hmm. I hear the information and sometimes I feel it, but usually I see it. And, and Stephanie, I know you know what I'm talking about, but just to kind of explain it to, to our listeners a little bit more in depth, because, you know, yeah, they know we're doing readings for them, 
<laughs> but since they don't actually see us, they don't actually see what our process is when we're, right. when we're doing the readings. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I'm back. And, uh, and happy to be back. Happy to That's be back. beautiful. You know, years ago, I, I got to go to school at Western Washington University, which is, in the, which is there in Bellingham, Washington. And I lived on campus, and I was in Ridgeway Gamma. And I didn't know, you know, when I went to college, I was just so green behind the ears, it wasn't funny. You know, <laughs> the family that I grew up in, you know, I'm the oldest of five kids. And, you know, it, it was a day and a time where, Whatever we had, we had, and we just simply made the best of it. And we didn't live a fancy life or anything like that. And so I stayed at home the first year, and then I went away to school the second year up to Western. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. People ask me to this day, you know, if you had an opportunity, would you go back to high school? And it's like, no, I would go back to Western. I would go straight back okay. to age 19 and start over. But it was beautiful, and it was um you know, it, the layout there in the dorms was interesting because there was a central bathroom and then two rooms on each end of the bathroom. The bathroom was kind of a rectangle. And so I had these, um, there was seven of us all together because one of them was, a, a, you know, one of the dorm manager people's uh, resident aide. And uh, anyway, so the seven of us, we got to become really good friends. And it was exciting. And all of us, thankfully, were all of this innocent naive kind of way you know we just didn't know any better so every day was new and we were all just new in each moment and it was great and so we all had a great time together but what none of us realized was we were of all of the dorms on the campus we were in the heavy duty party dorm had no idea there was Ridgeway <laughs> Kappa Gamma Beta and there we sat in the thick of it <laughs> And so we would come home from dinner Friday night or Saturday night, you know, from the hall up the way, the eating hall, the mess hall. And uh, <laughs> Kappa was always wild. They were already dressed in their togas, walking to the guys <laughs> especially, walking around in their bed sheets. And you, I, it just was crazy. It was such a different element for me, but it was fun. But it was still fun in an innocent way, too. So, But Bellingham, Washington is beautiful. You know, it's a little tiny town, yet there's agriculture and the nature beauty there is amazing. I'm so happy for you that you got to experience that. Yeah, that's, thank that's you. Well, actually, I'm, I'm sitting here smiling because we went and walked around at the granary, and I'm wondering, they were pointing out that there was a college right above that. Was that Western? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. So I, hill. So I, so I, yeah, so I saw it right there. We were, we were, um, we were in that little area right along the... Uh, I don't know, there's like a walkway there and a park right there on the water at the granary. Oh, and that's, okay. we walked okay. around after dinner right there. Oh, so. okay. Beautiful. Yeah, so if you look like straight up the hill, Western yeah. is at the top of that little hill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, I know exactly. Okay, so I, I, I know exactly <laughs> where you were. That's so funny because they've only, they didn't point out a whole bunch about the town to me, but they did show me that. And we're like, oh, that, I saw where you were. Yeah. Yes, it's cool. a pretty little campus. Yeah, it's pretty. It's very yeah. pretty. That's yeah. exciting. You know, when yeah, you were talking earlier, though, about uh, when we do our readings and we go in there's other places, the other dimensions, you know, I know we kind of touched on it, but I'm finding that with the frequency, with the energies going on at present, 
and the intensity, and I would say even even just over the last six months, I know that you and I have noticed a difference. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so connecting with clients, it we go deeper, we're seeing more. Things are just far more clear. And it's kind of funny because it really did feel like, uh, you know, another layer was pulled back once again and everything is right there and talking with clients it's like reading a book it's like okay well everything's right there and yet it's growing to be a bit more comical of course I don't laugh but uh it always surprises clients well how did you know that I didn't tell you that it's like well you didn't have to (laughs) it's just right. right here and um and seeing everything you know as I've shared before in the work that I do with the pendulum and the charts, you know, I learned that modality over 21 years ago now, which is, I can't believe it's been that much time. But in the class, we learned about other dimensions, parallel lives, past lives, other dimensions, all kinds of interesting stuff. And at the time it was like, okay, this is like very Harry Potter woo-woo. And I'm finding that in this place and time, it's pretty intense. For example, I really, really have to share this story. One of my clients, a young man, his first name is Brock. Pretty amazing. He's been with me for quite some time now. And a month ago, and, and he's it's been exciting because he's been what we call waking up. He's awakening to his own self, his own gifts, and yet it plays out in a different way because he's very active in the muggle world doing what he does. And he had had this nightmare and he wrote it down. He kept the notes in his phone. And then early this morning, he sent me a text and he said, oh my God, look at this. Well, he sent a link and it was a news link and it was uh, regarding a situation that potentially could have occurred in Las Vegas. And it had to do with four people involved in what would have been a shooting. And they chose to do this. They rented a really nice hotel room, you know, with a balcony that could oversee everything. And divine intervention took place. There was a maid that was cleaning the room. She saw all everything in there and reported it. And long story short, those four inhabitants are now in jail. And everything was confiscated. Well, the thing about it was, Brock had this very exact dream just one month ago, but he saw it from start to finish and the devastation. And then he sent this article and it's like, well, this is the dream I had, but this this maid, you know, she was a pivotal key point here for everything shifting. And my response was, because you had that dream and put words to it, it helped to somehow shift the energies because now one month later we have what we call divine intervention they said we had an angel come in known as a hotel maid and got everything cleaned up so there was zero devastation that's an extreme example of what we're walking through right now what rebecca and i do and what we're seeing there's a different level of intensity and again this is one example and it's a little bit extreme but it's extremely powerful too to share you see and this is also why i feel you know rebecca when we do readings for people 
we're reading the energy of that moment, right? We're That's seeing right. things, yep. and we can bring that information from the future into the present. But, you know, when we get off that phone or however we're connecting, their life is different. You know, everyone listening, your life is different, whether it's one-tenth of a degree or a 100 degrees. Your life is different. Your consciousness is different. And so from that point forward, once we have the disconnect called after the reading, you know, all of us are looking at things differently and we make decisions differently. And then sometimes they come back and they'll say, gee, Stephanie, but you said, you know, or Rebecca, you said, and it's like, yes, in that moment. And you have this thing called free will and you move forward either, you know, you went this way or that way. You know, there's not always a right and wrong thing. It just is. And so it's been a little more of communicating, you know, well, what did happen? Well, the energy shifted. And so I don't know about you, but it's like I'm learning to develop this new vocabulary in a sense of trying to explain this to people, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Are you running into that too? Um, I am, but, you know, I started telling clients, and, and it's not all the time, but, you know, I always tell everyone, trust your intuition above everything else. Yeah. Your intuition is your internal GPS, your God positioning system. That's what I call it. It's your God positioning system, that gut feeling. So, you know, because, you know, we have clients that will come to us and we do a session for them. But I remind them that as soon as this session is over, like I will do the reading and I will read everything about you based on where you are in this moment looking forward with the energy around you in this moment, the choices you've made that have gotten you to this point, and the trajectory that you are on. But the minute we stop the reading, you have free will. And you can go out and you can say, yes, I want that to happen. And you can say, I want to change it. And you have free will and you can change it. Mm-hmm. So, so between that and then also always listening to your gut feeling, you know, you may take yourself in a different direction because that's what you want. And or, you know, there are circumstances where other people and their energies are at play and affect things that you're doing or that you may do. And sometimes those people will change their minds as well. And so you may find yourself on a different trajectory or you may get a a gut feeling about something that feels different now than it did, you know, say a few hours ago. And so the point is to always trust your own intuition. And, you know, obviously Stephanie and I do the best that we can to help provide clarity and guidance um, in whatever way you need for us to do that. Um, But you still, you know, it's like I can assign the homework, but it's up to you about whether or not you decide to do it. Okay. So it's, Mm -hmm. um, so free will is a really big one, you know, because people will say, well, it's fate or it's this or it's that. Well, yes. And, (laughs) and you have free will. (laughs) So it's a, but you know, it's interesting too, that you brought up the example of Brock, you know, and and him having a premonition about all of that. And then of course that the uh, angel showing up in the form of the, of the maid. Um, You know, I I picked up this book when I was in Bellingham, I was visiting my friends and um, they're, uh, they practice, the Abraham teachings. And so, you know, if you've heard of mm. Esther and or Jerry Hicks and the, Abra- the, the, the teachings of Abraham, um, you mm-hmm. know, they follow that, that philosophy, which is also one of the philosophies that is part of my way of life. And um, so she said, you know, there's a whole section of books in there in the room that you're staying in and, you know, help yourself to whatever. And I pulled out The Amazing Power of Deliberate Intent, which is one of the books. Ooh. And I haven't seen it in a long time. 
And it's really amazing because it's so simple. You know, basically that whatever you focus on the most is basically what you will create in your life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sounds so simple, and it really is very simple, but you, we want to focus on the positives and not the negatives. And I have a really great example from my own life. And that mm-hmm. is that when I was pregnant, I had people say, are you going to get an epidural? And I'd say, no, I don't want an epidural, and I don't want a spinal. That's what I said every time. Mm. Are you going to have an epidural? Nope, I don't want an epidural, and I don't want a spinal. When all was said and done, after my kiddo was born, I had two epidurals and a spinal. Because what did I focus on for all those months? What I didn't want. And even though it was like, I don't want that and I don't want that, I was focused on the energy of those two things. So it doesn't matter Mm. if you say, I want this or I don't want this. I kept focusing on epidurals and spinals, and so that's what I got. So... I hope you're having an aha moment. If you've been thinking about things and going, I don't want this, how come I keep getting that? It's because you're focusing on what you don't want. Don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you want to create in your life. And if you're having a hard time letting that go, really give yourself permission to go into this place of thinking about what that would look like and what that would feel like if you gave yourself permission to actually allow the experience that that could be in your life right now, whatever it is that you want, whatever that is. And it, and this, it actually works, and it works really well. And when we don't get stuck in our, and, and get in our own way, we manifest stuff very, very quickly and very easily. And this is a really funny example from my morning, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, and, it's just, and it seems kind of silly, but it's, but it's also like, oh, no, there it is. This is the perfect example. So you know, I'm on vacation. This is my last day of vacation. My, my official back to work is, is now kind of doing the show, but I love it, so it doesn't feel like work. But I am back in my normal routine, right? So I'm not on vacation anymore. But this morning I thought, you know, what do I want to do for myself that's part of being on vacation? And part of that is I'm not cooking for myself right now. So I decided that I wanted to take myself to this restaurant that I absolutely love. I know the owner in there, and, and you know, I, I go in there fairly regularly uh, to get at least get coffee and sometimes a pastry or something, but it's a really lovely little restaurant. And, of course, it's the weekend, and, of course, they have brunches, and it's packed, right? So I thought, well, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to get this stuff to go. I'll take it with me. And I get there, and there's this lovely guy outside, and, and they have a, a bar out there. And he's like, can I interest you in buying a drink? And I'm not a drinker. So kind of joke around for a little bit. And I'm, I'm at the end of this line, and there are probably 12 or more people in front of me <laughs> oh, wow. waiting to go in and order. I mean, it's, and, which is a significant line for this little restaurant. And I'm thinking, hey, I wonder if I could just, because I'm just going to take it to go. They don't even have to heat it up. I just want to purchase it and go. I'm wondering, is there a way for me to just go in and skip the line, you know, because these are people that are going to order and then sit at the table and do all of that. But I I realize I haven't seen the owner, and I'm wondering if the owner is even there. So I have Hmm. that fleeting thought. I already know what I want. I want to get their quiche to go, right? And uh, so I'm standing there, and after a few minutes of standing in line, here comes the owner, and he's brought out just a tray full of cups of water for everyone because it's warm out in the sun, and everybody's waiting outside to go in to order. 
And um, so he goes through the whole line, and he comes to me, and he says, wow, hey, nice to see you. You're so brave to come in here on a weekend. I said, well, you know, I thought I'm, I'm finishing vacation and, and wanted to pick something up to take it. And he said, oh, you're picking up something to go. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, do you want it warmed up, or do you just want to take it with you and heat it up at home? And I said, no, I'm just <laughs> going to take it. I'm just going to take it home and heat it up. And he said, okay, well, tell you what, just come around with me, come to the front, and I'm just going to ring you up right now. Oh, wow. So he literally <laughs> walks me to the front of the line, opens the second register that's not open, goes in the back, packs up my food, brings it out, rings me up, and I am on my way. <laughs> that's beautiful. And I'm, thinking, and I'm thinking, huh, that was really easy. I mean, I just asked the question. I wonder if it would be possible for me to just do this. And I got exactly what I was asking for. <laughs> And I love so that. it can work that easily. It really can work that easily. That's so, really powerful. You know, it is. It's, it really is powerful. So what are you focusing on? What do you want to create in your life? You can have what you want, but you have to get clear about what it is and then ask for it. I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted the quiche. <laughs> And I wanted to take it with me right away. I did not want to wait in that line. And I got what I asked for. Oh, that's so excellent. It, and, and I know it's only quiche, and I'm, I'm sure people are going to go, but it's only quiche. But it, it really does work. It works in our lives if we're willing to allow the possibility. And the other thing is I have a wonderful friend, journalist, um, and author, Greg Archer. He's amazing and wonderful. And he always says this or something better. And you know what? That is how the universe works. Get clear about what it is you want. Feel it. See it. You know, spend a few minutes behaving as if it's already in the now. Because that vibrational energy, you're basically sending a signal to the universe about what you want to attract. And when you're sitting in that vibration, like attracts like. It's like magnets. So when you spend time living in that frequency, that vibrational frequency of what you want to create, you are literally creating a magnet to yourself of the possibility of, of manifesting that in your life. Okay, and it, it works in many different ways. I've had that work in my life in many different ways. It, it, you know, from everything from my keys today to the, the car that I drive. I mean, it's, it's, it really does work. And the, the biggest piece of it is to get out of our own way because most of us are brought up to think either about lack or that we're victims or that we can't have what we want or it's greedy. And the reality is none of that stuff is true. We go to a restaurant, we order what we want. We don't worry about whether or not the server will bring it to us. We know it was on the menu. We, we get to order it. And life kind of works that way. If you believe in the possibility for yourself, you get to have it. You can co-create it. God is always co-creating with us. Always, but you have to know what you want. That's so, beautiful. It's uh, I, I'm I'm grateful every single day. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm grateful every single day. I get to do work I love. I have amazing people in my life. I have the best clients. Um, I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed. So, and I believe it's Garrett who talks about this. And I know we had a conversation many moons ago now where this kind of came up. Um, but it's believe and receive, attract and allow. Mm. So you have the belief first, the faith. 
Allow yourself to be open to receive whatever that is. Attract it into your life, and then when it shows up, just allow it. Don't question it. Don't deny it. Just allow it into your life. So that's my two cents. Yeah, and the quiche was really good. (laughs) Well, now you have to tell us what kind of quiche you had. Oh, it was ham and cheese quiche. It was really good, though. They they have really amazing pastries there. I I joked around with a friend of mine at one point. um, So my friend Danny and I do eight-mile walks on Fridays, or we try to. We try to get in eight miles on Fridays. And so that's one of the places we stop, which is why he knows me, because we go in there and we'll take a little break and we'll have a little something to eat and something to drink, you know, halfway through our eight-mile walk, right? And uh, we've joked around about how we want to work our way through the pastry that they have on the, in the display window. Um, but everything there is really good. Very ah. So are we, uh, are we ready for a, uh, a meditation? I think so. Are you? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready, I'm going to guess that Garrett's ready. He never says he's not. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's ready. That's good. That's good. I think All he's right. ready. I'm ready Okay. Okay. Here we go. Well, let's get all relaxed and cozy where we are. Let's just take a nice, going to take a nice deep breath in and hold and exhale. And let's take another deep breath in and hold. And exhale. Tonight we're going to return back to the rose meditation. So with your eyes closed, with you sitting right where you're at, just imagine that this beautiful long-stemmed rose is appearing in your lap right now. Notice the color. The color that shows is unique for you. It can be red, pink, yellow, salmon, white. Whatever the color is, that color has manifested just for you. And through the color, it's bringing you the energy that you need right now. Color alchemy is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And every color has a purpose. Every color has an energy. And tonight, the energy we're going to focus on with this rose is the energy of love. And as this rose is laying in your lap, you may find yourself, if you want to pick this rose up, And take a nice, beautiful inhale and enjoy the scent of this rose. Notice if your rose is a tightly closed rosebud or maybe your rose is partially bloomed. Maybe your rose is fully bloomed. And the more bloomed the rose is, the more aromatic the scent is, which is lovely. But breathe in that scent. Breathe in this beautiful, delightful smell of the rose. 
And as we're inhaling, this scent, this aroma is saturating all of the cells in our body with the energy of love. And so for each casual, relaxed inhale that you're taking, and it's coming in through your nose, it's filling your brain, and it's saturating the brain with this beautiful energy of love. We're going to visualize this love swirling through our pituitary gland, the hard drive of our physical body, of our spiritual body. Swirl this through our third eye, the pineal gland. The pineal gland is a beautiful thing. It almost looks like a little wheat thistle, but yet scientists have found that there's actually crystals. There's crystals within our third eye. Our third eye is located between between our eyebrows and up just a little bit. For those who are energy sensitive, it is possible to feel that part of your forehead pulsating. And when that's pulsating, it means that the information is coming in, whatever it is that you need. So now we're just continuing to enjoy the energy of this love going through our senses, the pituitary, our third eye, all parts of our brain. And now we're going to feel this energy move down into our throat and saturating our throat chakra with the energy of love that we may be discerning, that we may be joyful, peaceful, yet speak our truth from a loving place. We're going to bring this energy down to our heart chakra. Just really allow this energy of the rose to fill your heart chakra. And maybe some of you can even feel the pulsation of this love just from breathing the scent of a rose. And we're going to bring this energy down to our solar plex our God protection system, our GPS. And this is the area above the belly button. This brings us that quote-unquote gut feeling. And just allow it to marinate in there. With our gut feeling, we do bring in the energy of love whether we like the information or not, we ask that the information is surrounded and saturated with love. We're going to bring this energy of love down into our sacral chakra, the reproductive area. This is the area below the belly button. And we're going to allow this energy of love to just gently wash through the sacral This is our place of hopes, dreams, wishes. This is the point of creation, the point of manifestation. This is where we get the energy that we need to get through our days, the ideas. What are we going to do next? Let's allow ourselves to be filled with love throughout this area. And then we're going to bring this energy down to our tailbone. 
Our tailbone is our root chakra. It's what keeps us going each day. It's what helps us to get out of bed. It's a warning light in a sense. It's the fight or flight. This is the part of ourselves that lets us know, pay attention. We need to pay very close attention. The energy of the root chakra keeps us safe. And so let's really enjoy and allow ourselves to have this area saturated with the energy of love. And as the saturation is taking place, we're going to bring this beautiful sense of love back up through each of our chakras once again. We're going to bring it from the root chakra up through the sacral, through the solar plex, through the heart chakra, through the throat chakra, the third eye, and the very top of our head, the crown chakra. Again, allow yourselves to feel the energy of love on top of the head. This is our connecting place. This is our connection with the divine. It's not our only connection. It's the primary connection. And just let this energy of love just kind of pulsate and breathe. Feel that energy going down to your toes and coming back up again. And as you're feeling that sensation, look at your rose. Look at the color. Take another inhale of this love. This is what love smells like. It's what we're doing tonight. And again, keep this with you. Know that you can always access this meditation. Sometimes we have 30 seconds. Visualize your rose and flush that love through your entire body from head to toe and back again. And now we're going to come back into this present moment. We're going to start to come back into our bodies. So let's take a deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. Now we'll take one final deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. And then when you're ready, open your eyes. And I always ask that you drink some water. Drinking water helps to hydrate us and it brings us back into the present. There we go. Oh, I heard somebody gulp. (laughs) I'm going to gulp now. (laughs) Mm. Are we back? Okay. Thank you. I'm back. Okay. Jared, are you back? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So so we're going to get to some questions in just a moment. And I just wanted to... uh, Put a reminder out there to everybody that if you are interested in booking a private session with Stephanie, uh, you can find her website. It's journeywithstephanie.com. Or if you'd like to book a private session with me, Rebecca Fisk, my website is rebeccafisk.com. And then also, just so you know, we also both do groups and we do readings together if you would like to do an extended session with both of us. 
uh, we also we do that as well, and, and, and it's quite fun. So um, there are links. If you've logged in on the computer, there are links right there on the, on the page. Thank you, Garrett, for that. And uh, if you're listening on the phone, uh, again, the websites are journeywithstephanie.com and rebeccafisk.com. So uh, I'm ready to take some questions. Are you ready, Stephanie? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. okay. We've Garrett, got a we're bunch of callers that are moving in the right direction for asking questions tonight. We're going to start with Jacqueline, who's asking about moving. Now, for everybody who's not been pre-screened yet, I will get to you in just a moment. We're looking just for your first name and the topic only, not the whole life story. You'll talk to the ladies, assuming we can get you on. And Jacqueline, welcome to the show. You're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Garrett, you're the best. You're the best co-host. <laughs> Isn't person. he great? <laughs> we love Garrett. He is great. Your, your check is in the mail, Jacqueline. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Look for it. <laughs> Wonderful, I want to you have to say. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Okay. How are you doing? Great. Oh, how are you? Doing? Great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing much better. You guys a month ago. And um. I think I asked the wrong question at that time. So okay. I'm asking it now. Okay. So what is your question for tonight? How can we help? Um, tell me to get prepared. And when I wanted to get prepared, I really wanted to get some rest, which I needed. So now I'm trying to start back up again. And I just want to know, what do you see me in the next, um, let's say, four to six moving? Should I move before everything is done, or should I move and then work on the house? Okay. Okay, so, my you know, intentions, the My intentions are set. My intentions are set. That's great. And it's clear. Good. Okay. Yeah, I, I do get, so this is Rebecca, and my, my initial impression is that you're, you know, it's like you're sitting there and you're kind of twiddling your thumbs. It's like you're ready, you're just kind of waiting for the right signal, like it, is it time? And you kind of, like you really are prepared is the word that comes to mind. Um, it's right now, it's like we're waiting for the other puzzle pieces to get put in the right place so that they can come together and actually click into place. And so I'm hearing that there will be some movement in August. August feels like um, it's like right now we're just sitting and waiting. And then in August, it's almost like things finally start moving forward again. It's not going to be a quick pace, but things will start moving in the right direction again. It's, it's interesting because I actually have this image of a, um, oh, gosh, what do they call those things? A conveyor belt. Like the conveyor belt has been stopped. And in August, it gets turned on. It's on a very slow speed, and it has to kind of wind up. But it gets turned mm-hmm. on, and it's starting to move forward in the right direction, in the direction that you want to go in. Um, part of this is that um, there, are, there are other people involved in this, and they're, they're, they're not necessarily even people that you actually know right now. But there are people who... It's almost like, let's say you want to go and you want to live in a particular home, and you already know which house it is that you want, but it's not on the market. So in order for you to move into that house, it has to come up for sale on the market. The people who are living there actually have to decide they're going to sell it 
and then and put it on the market. It's that kind of energy. It's as if we are waiting for the people who are blocking this to, to step up and get out of the way. And everything right. will move into the right place for you. It's just timing. And I'm also hearing that by the end of the year, like things will just start to move slowly in August. They'll gain a little bit more momentum as we get towards the end of the year. And then by the end of December, it's like everything will be lined up. So, you know, my impression is that, um, you know, it's like we're still kind of in this wait and see, but you'll see that there's some forward motion. Um, and I am seeing that there will be something involving a transaction with a home for sure. I get that there will be the sale of a home. I do feel like, um, you know, it's something where I, I see you in a new home and there's no furniture in there yet, because you're, but you're so happy to be in it that it's yours. Um, and let's see here. I feel like there's three steps to this. That's what comes to mind is the number three, that there are three steps to this. So there's a sale of a home. There is um, a stepping stone for you. And then there's the place that you land. And so I feel like everything by the end of December will be lined up for you to be in what I feel may be your forever home after that. So there's, again, there's, there's three steps, and, um, and it's all coming together beautifully for you right now. But right now, it's just a matter of you being patient. That's the big thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually three siblings. Oh, okay. Okay. Who, who you know, they, they, they're scattered. Okay. Okay. You know, so uh, I've been yeah, the so, person responsible. They, you know, they yeah. they're just waiting for something, and it doesn't make sense at this point because they've already taken yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, it but, will, but but you also move more quickly than they do. Um, so I'm going to hmm. turn it over to Stephanie and let her give you some some more input as well. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca. You're so welcome, Jacqueline. All right, Jacqueline, I see very similar things as Rebecca. We usually pick up on similar things. So these are the timelines that are coming through that I'm getting. Um, the first, and it's like shifting, your energies are going to shift and according to, you know, the preparation of moving. So I'm seeing a timeline of very end of August, very beginning of September for, you know, shift number one. Shift number two comes a little bit later, comes more so in November. And then the third shift, the third shift meaning, okay, now here's the new place to go into, to move into. That particular timeline is showing up as anywhere between about mid-January to very beginning of February. It's almost like there's a three-week window for mid-January to through that first week of February for the next chapter. Now, if the siblings are involved in any sort of decision-making, that, of course, could potentially pose what we call delays. However, with your intention set, and we know that this will all happen with joy, ease, and grace, and in a way that is simple and easy, keywords here, that it will, it will be done. And it will be done according to your needs. But I do see it happening. This is going to take probably, you know, over the course of 
the next seven to eight months is what keeps coming through. And I think that matches up with the timeline. So that's what I'm getting for you, Jacqueline. Okay. Thank you for your call. Thank you, Jacqueline. Always love having you call in. We're going to go to our next caller. His name is Stan. And Stan is asking about if you should move in with his sister. Stan, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hello, Stan. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Excellent. What's your question tonight? How can we help you? Well, I'm uh, separated from my wife. Uh, I'm 68 years old. She and I have a seven-year-old child together. And um, I've, I'm staying with my sister who is living in the family farm. It's been in our family for a long time and needs a lot of work. And I feel like this is a good place for me at this point in my life. And I want to bring my son here to enjoy the farm. Mm -hmm. A lot of work to do. And uh, also I'm feeling it's time for me to get back into my energy work. So um, anything you might have to offer up that concerns any of that, whether I'm this is a, you know, I'm in the right going in the right direction, is uh is is this the right thing to do? Um mm-hmm. okay. anything you might see that would help me uh to manifest what it is I see here. Yes. Uh, first of all, regarding the manner of manifestation, so here's one thing I do know. We are currently under the new moon. I think this is the second night of the new moon, possibly the third. Regardless, we're in this energy for the next two weeks. So I would suggest making out your list of what you wish to manifest. Preface each sentence with either I am or I have. Okay. I am, I have. Okay, step one. Mm -hmm. Secondly, regarding the matter of where you're living, that is the right place for you because you have a connection with the earth, with the dirt, with all things earth sign energy-wise. That grounds you, and that's also your point of creativity, including your energy work, your energy healing. So what's coming through is you're in the right perfect place for you um in the matter of your child in the matter of your son it's you know first of all give it a little bit of time in terms of the details that you and his mother are walking through at this present point in time eventually i do see the son probably sharing time with you so it might be a halftime thing but i am seeing this son around you so whatever the separation is at present it's not permanent i'm seeing more shared time and as your son gets a little bit older he will naturally want to be with you a little bit more often so in terms of you though this is really about you right now being right where you need to be creating co-creating with the divine with the universe And you're in the place that it's really going to nurture your gifts and it's going to ignite that energy within you. So while you're busy working on the farm, you're also expanding your energies and you're going to be having a lot of information coming in on what can be done next. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if you find ways of bridging gaps between you and your son's mother. So this is what comes through for me. Let's see what Rebecca has for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Hi, Stan. So first of all, of, of course, I have to I have to agree with everything that Stephanie has said. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, I, and I have to say for our listeners, it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're in grade school in second and third grade and the teacher says, okay, open your reading book to this page and this paragraph. It's kind mm-hmm. of like Stephanie and I are also looking at the same book, at the same paragraph when we're, when we're getting this information for, for those of you who are calling in and asking questions. So I absolutely feel like working the land is so grounding for you, and it feels like home for you. It's, I, I can't emphasize that enough. There's something about, you know, your hands in the dirt and, and the plants and just, you know, it's like that is home for you. It feels comforting. Um, it's much easier for you to be in that kind of an environment than to be in, in say, a, a busy city with a lot of people. And you, you are personable. You're kind. You're gentle. You have a very peaceful soul. Um, but, but it, you know, you like things simple and not complicated. And so this really is feeling very supportive and loving for you to do this for yourself, to be there on the land. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, I feel like your sister will support you, but also kind of give you whatever room you need. Sometimes she comes in and tries to tell you what to do, but it's because she loves you and she is imposing on you her thoughts because she wants everything to be okay for you. Um, I also see your child there with you, and I also see that your, you know, the, your estranged wife will see that where you are is a good place for you, and that it's actually healing and healthy, and that it will also be good for your child. So I also see that there will be um, an amicable and, amicable and peaceful way to resolve moving forward with co-parenting and living in a situation that is supportive for all of you. Um, it's just that, it's, you know, my impression is that your estranged wife is, is angry and disappointed and upset, and so she needs a little more time to process through all of those emotions uh, before she will be able to see how beautiful it is that you're actually getting connected with who you really are and what a gift that is to your child, because it really truly is a gift. Um, and, yeah, I feel like... There's something about the seasons come, you know, being there through the seasons, you know, being there through the summer into the fall into the winter. And I feel like January, February, there's going to be a deeper sense of peace and comfort for you with understanding, you know, this sounds kind of funny, but the laws of nature and how the seasons work in our lives and how the land shows a reflection of the growth that we have in our own lives. And so there's, there's something very meaningful that's happening for you as you live in this experience and, and give yourself an opportunity to be nurtured by the land and to also nurture it as well. So, it, you know, you're doing exactly what is the right thing for you, um, and ultimately it is the right thing for your family. Wow. Um, you ladies, really, thank you very much. I, you, I feel like you've read my script. Uh, a lot of the words you've used already were words that I used to write to my wife to help try to explain to her what I've decided. And, uh, yeah. And also what mm-hmm. you said 
about my sister um, is right on. So it, it, I, I really thank you very much because I, 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 there's a lot of work to be done here, and I've said moments have I'm feeling overwhelmed, but at the same time, it's, I feel so strongly about my decision to be here that I know that somehow everything is just going to manifest the way it needs to so this can be a beautiful, happy home for, uh, for me and my son. So thank you yeah, very much. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Stan, so much. And all the best to you. Let us know how you're doing, okay? Thank you, Stan. Yeah. And I think we're going to continue in this uh, theme tonight. Lynn, you are next up. You are calling about moving as well, and you are now live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, hi Stephanie. Um, hi, I'm Lynn. <laughs> I'm <laughs> happy that I was able to get on the queue. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I've been contemplating um, a move for a long, long time, and um, it's not ever been really financially uh, workable for me. But I feel like something's coming up uh, in that direction, and I was hoping you could offer some insight on that. Um, my interest is uh, going to. I live in South Florida and have been here for 45 years, and I think it's time <laughs> to make a change. Um, and I'd like to go to another an environment that's healthy, you know, that's not um, filled with environmental toxins and all that kind of thing, so country life perhaps. Uh, but uh, I'm curious about any insight you might have on a location and perhaps a time frame. And maybe a place that would just support my my livelihood uh, because okay. I need to continue working even though I'm, I'm in my 70s and I'm very uh, vital and alive and full of uh, ambition. So I have a long work life ahead of me. So That's what, wonderful. Do you, what do you have to offer me maybe tonight, please? <laughs> okay. Well, this is Rebecca. And um, so, first of all, I, you know, it's so funny because I, I, when, you, when I first heard Garrett say, Lynn, calling about a move, and I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be north, definitely north. And definitely I see a climate that would remind me more of, like, Oregon or Washington, um, which I know is, is com- the complete opposite corner of the United States from where you are. Um, but it is a climate that is, is more clean, lots of trees. It's it's not as, as, as hot and humid. Um, it, just, it just feels a lot cleaner. And, again, what came up f- first to me was, like, the Pacific Northwest because it reminds me of that climate-wise. But I also have to say that I know that, like, Vermont and the, the northern coast of the United States on the east side also has, you know, a lot of trees and more moisture and, and all of that. So, um, but I definitely get north of where you are, which is funny because it's kind of like you, there isn't really a choice for you to go <laughs> anywhere but north from where you are. Um, but again, you know, uh, my first my first inclination was was potentially Pacific Northwest or a climate that is similar to that. So I could see you in Vermont or uh, New Hampshire or you know somewhere on the northeastern coast as well. Obviously, there are more extreme temperatures there, um, but uh, definitely north of where you are. And for time frame, um, 
you know, it's going to be up to you. This is one of those things where you get to choose. I am hearing it could be as soon as next year. Um, 2023 feels more likely. That feels more precise to me, but you could even wait as long as 2025. So it's up to you. You could, it, it, you have to decide what you want this to be and how quickly you want to move. Cause you could move, you know, you could be done within six months and move within six months. If you wanted to wait longer, like I said, 2023 feels more like that's the probable time. Uh, but you could also wait and do it in 2025. So it just depends, but those are the things that come up regarding the timing of the move. Um, and it's one of those things too, where, you know, Look, take a look around. You trust your gut. You trust your intuition. You will know when you're there. You will see the place and be like, this is it, and you will not look back. You will move forward as soon as you have that, that feeling in your gut that this is where you're supposed to be. So I love that you trust your intuition that way. Um, and, you know, as far as you working, I guess it, it's because you love what you do. You, you have that attitude of I'm in service, and as long as I get to be in service, I'm living in joy. And I absolutely love that. I love that, love that, love that. I can't even tell you. So, um, and, yeah, you're, you know, you're going to be here as long as you want to. That whole thing about the, the amazing power of, uh, of deliberate intent, you have that. You have that intention to live as long as you, as long as you want to. As long as you feel good and you feel joyful and vibrant, and you're doing it, so God bless you. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, I'll have some of what you're having. <laughs> Although I feel like my life just gets better and better. So you know, thank you for being that example. Uh, anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Stephanie and and uh, let her her give you some more information as well. Okay. All right. Well, it's funny because again, it's like Rebecca and I are reading the same book. So when you were describing everything that you're looking for, I also heard the immediate word of north. So you're moving north. You're moving north into a place where would where you know you're going to find evergreens. So it could be as close as Arkansas. I don't know that you would move to Colorado per se. Um, I also see the northwest, and I know that's a pretty big jump for you based on where you're at at present, but it's possible. Um, in terms of a time frame, I'm hearing it might be another year yet before, you know, everything is in order, before ducks are in a row and you can think about it. So between now and then, it will be fun for you to just really – and not. It's not that you haven't done this, but it will be fun for you to think about what direction do you want to go? What does this look like for you in terms of what is the climate? How small do you want to actually move in the deep south instead, you see? Or do you want to be in the Midwest belt? I see you somewhere, though, with a lot of green, green trees. Again, you know, like the western seaboard. You could even move as far north as up into... New York, Vermont, not quite as far as Maine, I don't see that. But you're going to definitely be more north with a lot of trees. It will feel cooler. It will be more affordable. You know, um, there's been a lot of information for several years now about those who wish to retire or semi-retire, they're moving to Vermont. So that could be an option for you. I don't know if you've been there or not. But regardless, it's going to be another year and possibly two years because as much fun as you like to have 
and you're embracing this place in life and you're like, age is just a number. You threw that out the window a long time ago and you're living and experiencing every single moment. So I see you still taking your time with the planning, you see. and mm-hmm. But yet when you move, that's it. Because you're pulling up all roots from where you are. You're landing in your new place because that will be your next new forever home. So give yourself some time. But I see you making a tentative decision in about a year. I see you possibly visiting, but you might do so more th- more so through virtual tours of different places mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. have that option. Yeah. And anyway, that's what I see. But you're going to be very careful and methodical and strategic about where you go. So I'm excited for you. You'll have to keep us posted. Thank you well, for your thank call. You very much. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And, You're welcome. That was wonderful. And uh, have a blessed evening. You thank too, Lynn. Thank you for calling. So um, we're going to go to our next caller, who's Mandy. Do you want to guess what her topic is about? <gasps> I wonder. Moving? Moving. <laughs> You guys must be psychic. Okay, so Mandy, you're up next, and you are live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, thanks Hi, Mandy. for having me. Yeah, Hi, you're very welcome. Hello, hello. This is Stephanie. Yes. Hi. Hi, honey. Yes, I was hoping to get some insight. Um, the community that I live in, uh, the development, um, they are demoing it. And there all the residents mm. ha- have to um we're already have been out on the sixth. I am one of the um few that are still here, so I am very torn in taking the rental tomorrow morning. I'm on the east coast that they have located for me, and I feel very you know pressured into taking it. So I don't know if I should. They're threatening me if I don't with an eviction. Or if indeed I don't take it, you know, is that just hot air the eviction? Or will that not be successful? And will something more, you know, suitable, you know, that I actually want to move to come my way and have, you know, more time doing some just extremely, extremely torn. And again, they want to know eight by 8.30 tomorrow morning Eastern Standard Time. So here I am. That's a lot of pressure for sure. I can understand that. Um, yes. Okay. I'm just asking. One of the I like to use my tool of the pendulum. If and when I use the tool, that is what it is. Um, I'm asking what's the likelihood that you might end up just taking what they give you for this moment. It looks like you probably will just because it's going to be a place to go, but it will, it would definitely be a stepping stone. It's not a forever home. So, and again, this is simply one angle of perspective, but it would bring in the security because you're thinking about all of the paperwork things, trying to figure out what is it that, you know, would you really want this information on your record? stuff like that, even though it's a building demo that's happening. Um, And you're in the 11th hour, and I can understand the pressure and everything. Your gut is already talking with you, and it looks like should you decide to take this place and sign for it by 8.30 in the morning, 
it'll be a place to be. Once you get there, and I'm this is what I'm seeing is that, you know, again, one angle of perspective. Should should you accept it when you arrive there, there's going to be a lot of information that comes in. You know, did I make the right or wrong decision, so on and so forth. But beyond that, aside from all the anxiety and nervousness that this kind of change brings, I also see you shifting into more of a place of empowerment. You're going to begin to sort through your mind very quickly and, and your heart. Um, what is it that you want? What area do you really want to be in? And then I see you making a decision from there. When would you act on that? It could be as soon as three months, and it could be as far out as six months. So whatever this physical location is you're going to, it's going to shift your perspective more so than anything else because it's kind of it is taking you to the carpet because the less one of the lessons here is this is about you and the universe is inquiring okay what would you like to have what would you like to manifest what is it that you want to create for yourself including location or do you even want to remain in state so that's what i get i'm going to pass you over to rebecca and see what she gets for you okay all right thank you Yep, you're welcome. Okay. All right. Hi, Mandy. Okay, so, um, you know, of course, I, again, <laughs> I know Seth and I have talked about how it's like we're reading the same book, okay? Uh, right. So, you know, the, the main thing that I get right now is, is for you to kind of come back into this place of peace because I get this feeling of pressure, like you, you're being forced to make a decision that you don't want to make right now. Um, but but it, it's, it's like it is – this, there is a timing thing with this that feels like it is actually divine, like you are being divinely led. I get the impression that you have a lot of faith. Um, and so that's really what I want to suggest to you is to go back into that place of peace and knowing that God is taking care of you. Um, one of my very favorite sayings is the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. And I feel like you already know that. You already have trust, which is one of the reasons that you've kind of waited instead of just going with the flow with what everybody else is doing um, because it hasn't felt right for you. Um, and at this point, the, the path of least resistance is the path to move forward and to receive what they're offering. But I also agree with Stephanie that this is just a stepping stone. And what I really want to strongly encourage you to do is to focus on what it is you want to create for yourself moving forward. So it's like you're going with the flow, but then you get to decide when and how and where you move forward from this particular step. So it's... Um, it's an interesting thing that on one hand it feels very forced and on the other hand, you know, my, my feeling about the energy of this is, is, is almost more like God leading you into another um, option that's so much better for you. And so my impression is that by a year from now, you're going to be loving so much where you are and you're going to, you're going to kind of be in this place of, I can't believe that I waited to, to, to make this move. But the reality is it, it wasn't divinely timed until now. And now it is in divine timing for you to allow yourself to move forward with this and then get to make the choices from where you are in that place of really trusting. So, again, it comes back to trust your intuition. Trust what you know is, is the truth. And remember that God is co-creating with you and for you. 
for your highest good. Um, so let's see here. Stepping stone. Hang on just a second. Let me see what else here. Yes. So I actually hear by February, February into March, you're going to be you're going to be moving into the place that you have absolutely wanted to be in. Like it's my impression is that you've known that it's possible, but you didn't know how, when, where, or why the circumstances were going to put you put you where you want to be. But I'm hearing February to March, May at the latest, and so this is all going to happen fairly quickly. So start preparing yourself to be exactly where you want to be because that's ultimately what's happening with this. Okay, so it, it really, it feels difficult right now, but this is, it, it really is for your highest good, and, and I see you so incredibly happy at the end of all of these changes. I see you so happy. Now, so if, may if you, I ask, this actual move, do you see me acquiring the um, physical assistance that I need to move? I have, um, I'm single you, with a toddler, you, you, and I'm you, and I'm, I'm you'll have everything you time. need. You you'll okay, have everything you need, but you have to you have to ask. You know the thing is, and, and this is something really important that I kind of want everybody to pay attention to. We have angels around us all the time, and yes, we have the guardian angels who you know when we're driving and we feel like somebody pulled the wheel out of our hands and we avoided a collision. Those guardian angels are around us all the time, but we have other angels that also are around us and intercede on our behalf to help things become easy, you know, to have everything happen with speed, ease, comfort, and joy, okay? And so the thing is, my impression is ask for your angels to come in and intercede on your behalf and ask them to create what it is you need to have this be as easy as possible and then put it out there. Tell people you're looking for help to, to help you move and have that deliberate intention. Those people will show up. You'll have exactly what you need, but you have to ask for help. Okay, and I know that's not something that's easy for you to do, but in this case, you have to allow, okay, allow God's angels to show up in the form of the people helping you move, basically. So you'll have you. what you need. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. And do you see that happening this week or how, how quickly? Are they going to make me? As you, as, as, you know, what I'm hearing is as quickly as you need it, as quickly as you need it. That's what I heard literally. Anyway, we have to get to the next caller, but thank you so much for calling in. I'm sending lots of love and blessings, and um, I'm excited for you because at the end of all of this, it's going to be so much better. So there thank we you go. so much for calling in tonight, Mandy. Take good care. Thank you, Mandy. Keep us posted. And our last, well, not our last call of the night, but our last call around a certain topic is coming from Tanika. <laughs> Tanika, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hi. Tanika, are you there? It's your turn, honey. Well, Oh, Tanika, one more time. There we go. Okay, well, we're going to put her on hold. Liz is calling about love. Liz, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello, Rebecca and Stephanie. Um, yes, I have a question about love, but mostly about um, going, uh, putting myself on dating sites. And I don't know if it's like the right timing or is it better yet to wait, like more towards the fall? Okay. Um, All right. So this is Rebecca. Hi, Liz. 
Um, okay. Hi. So hang on just a sec. You know, here's what I, here's what's coming up, and and what it, it, and, and I'm just going to read it to you as it's coming up. So learn about the different sites first. Do some homework, and find out about the different sites. Just go online and read about uh, about the different dating sites and see what kind of feedback you get. You know, just looking. And if you have friends that are doing online dating, ask them how their experiences have been on the different sites as well. So get clear about where it is you want to put yourself out there first. Okay, so that's the first thing. And then the other thing is, so I'm hearing, you know, spend the rest of July doing that. Okay, you, it, it's a okay. couple of weeks. You don't have to spend a tremendous amount of time every day, but get yourself familiar with, you know, what is this site known for? What is this site known for? What makes this one different from this one? You know, and, and, then, and then choose a handful of the ones that speak to you, okay? And, okay. But really that, that seem to resonate with, with what feels right to you. Um, and I'm hearing that, you know, by August. So a couple weeks, you know, but into August, I'm hearing go ahead and get on there in August. Um, it feels okay. like that'll be a good time for you to kind of get your feet wet. Um, and then what I'm getting is I'm hearing that by like October, I feel like you will be dating some different people that are good candidates for you. Um, and, and one of the things that I want to strongly suggest, and I have to qualify this is is not intuitive, but when you go on these dating sites, don't approach the guys as if, oh, my gosh, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? <laughs> Treat it as if you get to meet some new people who might become friends. Treat okay. them all just like these. It's, it's like these are, these are people who might become friends, and some of those friends might turn into something else. But just treat them okay. like they're just people, they're just friends, and then see what happens from there. And have that approach. You're very, very easygoing. It's, I know that you're nervous and a little hard on yourself with all of this, but, but you are a friendly, right. open, warm person. It's easy for people to be with you. So just be comfortable with you and know that you get to have what you want. Come back to okay. that place of self-love, okay? And remember, too, that if you get to choose whether or not these are people that you want to invest your time in, it's not whether or not they're going to like you. Of course they're going to like you. Do you like them? Okay? okay. Really, really important mm -hmm. to always come back to that. You're a great person. You know who you are. You know how to handle money. You're stable. You're funny. You're realistic. You know, you're a really, really great catch for the right person, okay? Thank you. But you have to remember that. You have to remember okay. that, okay? Um, okay. Yeah, so, so my impression is to take your time, enjoy it. I see you dating at least a couple, several guys by October, and then I feel like certainly by the beginning, you know, certainly by March of next year, I see you in a relationship. And, and so this will be, you know, this will be a more serious relationship. So um, enjoy it. Have fun. It's a fun thing to okay. do. Enjoy it. Okay, let me turn you over to Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you. Um, the first thing I'm seeing is that you're still going to sit with, even though you think you're ready, you're going to still sit with this thought, this idea of, I think I want to do the dating website. So you're still going to contemplate that a little bit longer. We're not talking that much longer, literally a couple of weeks, if that. So that's the first thing that I'm seeing. The second thing I'm seeing is once you allow yourself to do so, once you make the conscious, conscious decision of, of this is what I'm going to do, this is what I want to do, I also see you 
deciding to decide to hold on to your personal power. And it's like what Rebecca said, and it's, of course, it's everything Rebecca said, but what I'm mm-hmm. seeing different with you is what she put words to, which is you're going to decide, well, how do I feel about them? So this is where within you, that's the number one thing that you're turning the tables with, and it'll be fine because you're going to realize, okay, I have a choice here. I'm, I'm choosing to do this, and how do I feel about them? Because previously, you, you almost felt like the sacrificial lamb, where as long as they looked yeah. at you, talked with you, brought you dinner, okay, I must be worth something. And I think, you know, um, when we're challenged in the area of self-esteem and self-confidence, I think that's you know, this happens whether we really want it to or not. So that's going to be the difference this time is, well, how do I feel? I don't know. Maybe I will and maybe I won't. The other thing that I see you doing is taking the time to just say, you know, I'm going to sit with this. I'm just going to take an extra minute or more. And, you know, you might get those who want to hurry up and make the second date. And you're going to say, well, you know, let me sit with it. I need to see how I feel about it. Right. So anyway, that's what comes through. That's what I'm getting for you. So all the best to you. I know you're going to have fun with it. And, you know, you will have a partner one day. You will. And it's sooner than later. So don't worry about oh, if okay. you're ever going to have one. <laughs> yes, you will. It's just this process that you have to walk through. Okay? All right. There all we right, go, Liz. Thank you so much. Thank you. And our last call tonight is going to be Andrea, and she's calling about a recently passed loved one. Andrea, you're live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi. How are you, ladies? Very good. How are you, Andrea? Doing great. How how can we help you? Okay. um, I lost my brother-in-law June 25th. Um, He's been with my sister since they were 16 years old. And my sister's 51 now, and um, it's been a real big loss for the family. So I just want to know if you have anything, you know, that's coming through for him that might help my sister at this time. Yes, the first thing that I'm hearing is forgiveness. He's asking for forgiveness because he knows the love that they had was so so special, so unique, uh, everlasting. And that's how they mm-hmm. defined it between themselves. And so okay. that's the first thing. He's like tapping his heart with his fist and asking for forgiveness. I'm seeing the prayer hands. And he wants her to know that he still loves her. He says literally to the moon and back and he's laughing because he's now okay. had that experience. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very sweet, very sweet. Um, he would like her to know that she's never alone. He does come visit her. He comes to her through scent. So if there was a favorite soap, shaving cream, cologne, it's going to be something simple along those lines. Um, And I know she has, he has visited her through the smells and she's recognized it. So that's a beautiful thing. Anyway, for the sake of time, I'm going to pass you to Rebecca right now. Okay, thank you. Okay, and Andrea, what is your brother-in-law's name? Bruce. Bruce, okay. All right, one second here. Yeah, so absolutely I agree with everything that Stephanie said. And, you know, a feeling of loss from him that he realizes, you know, he understands he's not in the physical world. And to not get to actually share the physical reality with your sister is is difficult for him and he did not want to go because he didn't want to leave her because when they took their vows 
his whole thing was it's till death do us part and I'm going to make sure that I go after she does because I'm mm-hmm. always going to be there for her. So the sadness mm-hmm. for him was having to leave without being able to stay with her physically. But he is around her. I agree with what Stephanie's saying about sense and also about candles flickering, that kind of a thing. Um, there's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's kind of a joke between the two of them about the candles flickering and something like that. So ask your sister because she'll know what, what I'm talking about. Um, okay. And and then also there's there's also a joke about like feeling of like a feeling the um like if it feels like somebody's blowing on the back of your neck like it makes your hair stand on end but it's it almost feels like that cooling feeling when it's too hot okay. outside so so there's something mm-hmm. about that as well for your sister to know that it is him and he is around her he's not gonna leave. Um, and, and, you know, so for him, this is forever, no matter what forever means forever. And it means even Mm -hmm. beyond this physical existence, but he also wants her to know that he wants her to be happy. And so, you know, whatever that means, he will allow whatever that means for her, including Mm -hmm. having somebody else in her life, because he feels like it's the right thing to do would be for, for somebody to be able to be there for her physically while she's still on earth. So, you know, she, when the time is right, when she feels ready, you know, he is Mm -hmm. going to bring a potential partner to her and she'll know that it's from him because there will be things that this person says and does that remind her of Bruce. And so he's nodding and he's, he's saying that he is never going to let her down. He will never let all of you down. and, And the love that he has for all of you, it's still there. So he just wants all of you to know that, that there's so much love. He, he just, and, and he wants you to tell her he loves her. He loves her so much. So um, anyway, I know we have to cut this short because the, the show is coming to a close. But thank seconds, you so much, ladies. Andrea, for calling. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.